Hello, this is Jane Coombs of Working Well Solutions Limited, and I'm starting a new podcast series on health, safety, and well-being in the workplace, based on my experience and topical issues. Let's go. Podcast number one: Why does my employer want a report from my GP or specialist? The most common question I have on my website comes from employees who are often suspicious when occupational health asks for a GP or specialist report. They're worried that they're being checked up on or worse that they're not telling the truth about their health. So why would occupational health for for a GP or specialist report? Well it could be for a number of reasons. Firstly, the manager has to pay for it, so it's usually come as a request from management and they'll be asking the doctor for the confirmation of a medical condition, perhaps investigating the progress of an illness, confirming facts about a medical situation, or sometimes it's the other way and occupational health will be telling your GP about work's doing what's, what work is doing for you. You can also be looking for ill health retirement or investigations before starting work especially in jobs such as working with children or vulnerable adults we often have to write just to make sure that there's no issues around that and maybe it's a procedural requirement perhaps the business is thinking of taking some disciplinary action and they just want to check the facts of the case before they do something that serious the thing is no doctor or medical professional is able to release any information without your explicit consent. And there's laws that protect you for that. You'll be asked to sign a piece of paper giving your consent and that consent is then sent to your doctor to show that you've actually been told that this is being requested and that you're giving permission for the information to be released. Whether we write to a GP or a specialist will depend on a number of things as well. Your GP is there to supervise all of your medical situations whereas a specialist is as the term implies specialist in a particular aspect of health so it'll be up to occupational health to decide which is the best person to approach for a report depending on why it's required from a logistics point of view then gp reports generally arrive quicker and specialist reports can sometimes take months I've actually had to chase reports that have been in progress for up to six months. So it does put a big delay in the case if we go to specialists rather than GPs. Typical questions you would ask in a GP report is, when is the person expected to return to work? Has the GP got an idea that they can give us so we can plan? What can we do to help improve attendance? And it's getting to the stage where the work has got to take some sort of action. So we're appealing to your GP to say, can we do anything to make sure this person comes to work? And are there any long-term health conditions that are covered by the Equality Act? If you are disabled, as defined in the Act, then the employer must make some sort of adjustments by law to make sure that we take away barriers to people working. Occasionally occupational health will ask for a copy of your health file um, and that's 
really in cases of ill health retirement when you're looking for some sort of history of your medical conditions. So we'll ask a series of questions and the report will eventually return to us. But often 50% of the letters that come back don't contain the right information or are very helpful to your situation. You do have the right to look at the report before the GP sends it to us and if you disagree with it you can ask them to change it or to attach a letter explaining why you disagree with it. You can even at that stage take away your consent to the letter coming to the workplace. Once it comes into occupational health then they'll look at it and decide the recommendations that they're going to give to management. And you might ask, well, why can't the letter go straight to management? And the reason for that is that many managers don't really understand the full implications of health and there are a lot of misapprehensions about it. So it's better to send it to a medical person from a medical person. They speak the same language and the occupational health practitioners in turn then will decipher it and put it into recommendations that the manager can work with and is not biased in any way. By far the biggest question I get asked is around if a manager can overrule a GP fit note and I'm afraid to say they can. The thing is a doctor's note is not legally binding on the employer because the GP doesn't know the situation in the workplace For example, the manager has to look after your health and safety, whether you want it looked after or not. So that has to take precedence in a lot of cases. If you want the guidance from the Department of Health on this, then it is available on the website. And I will put the link in the show notes below. So getting a report from your GP or specialist is a good idea, but it does take a lot of time. And it can come back misleading and it can confuse the situation rather than help things along. So one doesn't tend to do that unless there's a very good reason for doing so. Remember too that you as the employee can withhold your consent, refuse consent to write to your GP or specialist and it is within your rights. The only problem is that the employer can then make recommendations or can act with the information they have at their fingertips. So really it's in your best interests, if it comes to it, to actually go along with the report request and then check out the report before it's sent to Occupational Health and then decide if you'd rather withhold the whole report. So most GP and specialist reports can clarify, but some make matters more confusing. Remember too that there will be remarks on the fit note that your GP can fill in and give messages to the workplace. So that's always a good thing to be aware of. But the report from the GP on specialist if requested, is covered in medico-legal terms 
and you can refuse to go along with it at any stage. However, professional occupational health practitioners would be trying to help you rather than trying to trick you or catch you out on anything. If you go to my website, um, www.workingwellsolutions.com, there's a number of templates that would help you to see exactly what a GP letter looks like. And there's also a consent form and also a flow sheet to show you how the process works. I will put the links in the show notes below. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've uh, found something useful here and look out for my next podcast. Thank you and goodbye.